back to a new, brand new episode of Hall of Murphy. We have chaos to talk about. No, it's not a Halloween edition. It's a little too early for that. But whatever is happening over at Warner Brothers Discovery does kind of feel like Halloween came a little early. Still, we are always ready to back to talk about anything DC. And hey, John, how are you doing? It's glad to have you back. Good. How are you, Joe? I'm doing good. And the best part is we thought with everything that's happening we need to have an extra guest so hunter welcome back to the show hello uh it's me i'm guest and according to joe the best part so everyone <laughs> <laughs> that's that's now in the cv best part yeah. of Best part is that Hunter Hunter's involved. Nothing else will top it. It's just like we all make our CVs in future. Did you know I'm on a podcast? They Did you said... know that I was the best part of a podcast when I was a kid? <laughs> Back in my day. <laughs> we thought it just seemed like the perfect time to have someone back on board just because it is crazy. It is absolutely insane what's happening over at Warner Brothers. Because the new CEO, David Zaslav, no idea if I said his name right, pretty much been um, shuffling things in a rather bizarre way. The big reason for that was Batgirl, um, Leslie Grace's entry into the DCEU was going to be this big moment. It was a small HBO Max project with uh, some really talented directors on board. Um Many might know them from uh, their work on Miss Marvel. They also worked on Bad Boys for Life, Bilal Fala and Adil El Abi. If I said their names wrong, I'm really sorry. But it is a shame because all of a sudden, um, DC decided to pull the plug. And the only reason is to save on taxes. To be precise, the budget of $90 million was set for this production. They had, they had supposedly... Not as great test screenings, but it's been later revealed that these test screenings were the same with any other movie because it was like the first showcase to kind of start working uh, working on the project. And to make things worse, uh, they the directors found out while during a wedding. So it's it's certainly been a weird kickoff to the new Warner Brothers Discovery merger era of DC. Um, Hunter, as you're our guest, what what were your thoughts when you first heard of this happening? Uh, I mean, it was, it was crazy. Like, I feel like, like anyone else who is, I think I was at, at war, I, I know we're talking about this, like it was some like big tragedy and I was like, everyone remembers where they were, but, <laughs> um, I was at work and I, I opened up my phone, uh, and saw that it was, I think when I first saw the headline, I kind of thought it was like, not fake, but just like, oh, this is, seems like a crazy decision that obviously isn't going to actually go through like this might be like a bump in the road but like we're gonna see i'm still sort of convinced we'll see batgirl at some point in time um whether it be through some sort of leak or uh, an official release like way later or something like that but i don't know it it felt really like doomsday uh which might be dramatic to say but like it's just it's so unprecedented in in the industry to do something like that in a way that could impact the release of like other future projects and mm. you know i was really devastated for the whole cast was sort of like my main like you mentioned the directors and you know them being at a wedding and all that fun stuff and like that 
that to me just just really sucks. And I think Leslie Grace deserved better than that. I think the whole cast deserved better than that. Um, yeah, and I, I don't know. I just, I don't think that art should be stifled like that. I, I feel like when, when you've made, so like money aside, when you've made something and people have put their heart and soul into it, um, just release it. Let the world see it. Even if you think it's going to be bad, like that's, that's part of it. Some people might really love it. Like there might've been yeah. some kids out there who that would have been the movie for them growing up. Um, it really, it really feels like they just pulled the rug out from underneath a moment uh and just like stole something from the timeline it i don't know it it is if it's weird it leaves like a weird empty hole and it's uh scary for the future of warner brothers and dc and they had a lot of really really exciting projects on the horizon uh that i was really looking forward to and now we're yeah. not even sure if we're ever going to see them and i think that's really scary too it's it's kind of weird to be in that scenario because this is probably, and we're seeing it from a lot of experts as well, just to say this is almost unprecedented. It's, it's no one has really seen a project this far into production, finished filming and everything yeah. just scrapped just for tax reasons. And they're not even making a lot of money off of it. They're just getting 30 million back. So they're only making a no. third back of what they are. It's, it feels like, that's what, what I mean when I say it feels slimy. Like, it, I just, I don't like that someone dedicated a chunk of their life to this. Not someone, but multiple people. Um, yeah. And what some other guy was like, just wants a tax write-off and just dumps it. It just, if that's, it feels so, so gross to me. Oh, yeah. It's, it, the thing is, is in, and we're saying this a lot, that Zaslav cares more about the bottom line than he does about the artistic side or the story side of this. He wants his MCU with the DC universe because it's cash. It just feels like that when you, when you hear reports from him. Um, I don't, John, what are your thoughts on it or how do you feel about the whole scenario? About Batgirl? Yeah. Um, vehemently disappointed. I'd mm -hmm. say, um, uh, they they claimed of you know obviously for the tax write off and for they just didn't think it was up to par with what they wanted the DC brand to be but uh, it wasn't even testing like that bad like it had one test screening and it tested just as good as Black Adam and Shazam yeah so and those have been pretty positive so um, I think overall they just didn't see it as something they could survive in theaters which I don't believe to be honest um, I mean look at I mean, plenty of plenty of streaming films get runs in theaters and they do fine. You know what I mean? Like it's nothing spectacular, yeah. but I mean, it's Batgirl. It's not some you know, sec, you know, it's not some C lister. Uh, I think she would have the cast alone: Michael Keaton, Brendan Fraser, J.K. Simmons, and Leslie Grace, of course. Like she was like one of like the most like heralded parts of uh, what, what was it? In the Heights. In the Heights, yeah. So, I just, I think it was you know, uh, I mean, the movie was like basically done i mean uh it was they gave them 10 weeks to put a cut together for their test screening that's what screened so obviously it was very rough and uh i just think it was it was it was a big bummer and i hope one day it does i, I someone's gonna leak someone's gonna leak it i mean remember the deadpool yeah, test footage sure. and the and the whole uh like the test footage for the deadpool cartoon god deadpool's had it rough uh yeah but overall i you know real bummer because you know I mean, the bizarre there's thing a lot is of potential there. that 
Yeah, but the bizarre thing is, at least Deadpool, that was like, we're talking about a, you know, a test footage, a purposely mm-hmm. CG, look, this can work kind of footage. This film's done. It's finished mm-hmm. filming. And it's just bizarre to go, well, we can make more money back. Like like you said, it's Batgirl. This is a part of the Bat family. One of the best selling, most easiest technically to sell characters and you tell me they can't find a way to get that out? It just it just seems bizarre. Yeah, and I mean to be to be fair, like this is some stuff like this has happened before, but never on this this scale with this sort of implication. I mean, you, you know, like Star Wars detours, right? Like they yeah. made I think it was like thirty nine episodes of that show completed, and then had, none of them have ever been released. I think like one leaked. Um, so you, you have something like that, but, you know, that, like, animated TV show feels a little different than the $90 million film uh, that was supposed to help shape the future of a cinematic universe. And, uh, you know, there's, like, there's, like, a infamous Jerry Lewis movie where he plays, like, a clown in the Holocaust, and, you know, they never released that because he was embarrassed by it, because after they finished it, he was like, oh, crap, I think I did the Holocaust wrong, and so he... <laughs> He's like, no one can ever see this, and, like, that's a whole thing. And so, like, the, there are completed movies that have never been released, but the, the reasoning always felt, like, more purely intentioned, or, you know, it, it was less of, like, a big deal. And this, yeah, this is just, it just is massive to yeah. me. And the, the thing is, especially, I think, that this is supposed to make a precedent for the future of DCEU. Right. That was all, like, a lot of people, a lot of people put a lot of weight on Warner Brothers merger with Discovery because we had the Snyder fans on one side going, ah, the time has come. They will correct or whatever they, they feel like was the right the direction at the time. And pretty much right now, every project is in some form on a chopping block. And then you just have this this way of saying, well... We're not releasing Batgirl to protect the DC brand. And you have everything that's happening with the flash. Yeah. That I didn't, that statement didn't sit right with me either of like, Oh, we're, we're doing this to protect the DC brand. Cause to me, canceling a movie like that feels way more harmful to the DC brand than yeah. releasing it and having people not like it. And especially like you said, when you have all this crazy stuff going on with the flash, that is, arguably a lot worse than just Batgirl not being as good as people thought it would be. Like I, it just, I don't know. It, again, it feels really dirty in a, in a lot of ways and I, I don't like it. And you also bring up, you know, every future project is now kind of on the chopping block. And to me, that's even more like the Batgirl thing is, is tragic, but you know, the past is the past in that situation. And now I'm just looking at, at this future and thinking, you know, what, what is next? And I, I think that's an, you know, an even more interesting conversation is going project by project and thinking, is this going to survive? <laughs> it's the, the thing is, it just adds, it just adds this pressure and we have already seen reports back and forth. What's going to survive. What's not going to survive. We had the report that supposedly, um, we'll see that on the chopping block right now is Titans in, in Doom Patrol, which Woo, not Doom Patrol, Titans, not Doom Patrol. <laughs> as, as what we've gone through with Titans. Take Titans. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I, 
I would love to hear uh, JJ's thoughts on all of that because I know that uh, he is more invested in, in the future of DC than most people I know. Yeah. And, and I, I, he has very strong opinions on it that I love to hear about. So I, I can't wait to hear his thoughts on that. They're lethal. It's, <laughs> it's um, I mean, obviously there's certain things like I'm okay. Like my, my biggest problem talking about with Joe before is I do believe I saw something. It was in a report last night that Zaslav wants everything to focus on one universe the DCEU, and my biggest gripe is that they would start a new project and they put it on a completely different Earth, separate from everything else. And it was re- getting really annoying because they're never going to yeah. reach this status of, you know, what Marvel is. I mean, obviously, I mean, well, at some point it just seemed that they gave up on that. But, um, like, the green, like, I think for Superman and Lois uh, just revealed it's not in the Arrowverse. What? It, this entire time it has been separate, a different Earth. No Supergirl. So... It's just that they're making dumb decisions when they could be connecting this all together, but they just don't know what they want to do. So yeah, that's one thing I, I'm for, but mm-hmm. I'd rather shows run their course and, you know, make their own ending rather than be abruptly canceled in the next season. Yeah, and I'm not even against projects existing in other universes if that's the route you want to take. It just feels like that they never committed to either or like they if they wanted a big interconnected universe which is fun for a million different reasons like you should have just doubled down on that but if you wanted the creative freedom of you know these stories all take place in their own timelines then just do that and like don't tell people that it could or could not be connected and make it all confusing and and then you end up in situations like this where no one really knows what's going on. No one's really happy with the plan because, like, nothing is being fully committed to. And then eventually you get, you know, stern, stern, angry new CEO comes in and just starts making business moves. And now now there's, like, all this, this weirdness going on. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's like, how does this affect the future of, like, the Batman and, like, those sequels that everyone was so excited about recently? Um, I know that the Penguin show is supposedly still going, but yeah. then now we're hearing that like the sequel for the movie hasn't actually been greenlit yet and is like been potentially delayed and then like all this stuff. And I, I don't know, it's just it's weird. I feel like every day there's just new the the information gets more confusing. It the the biggest mess in my opinion that they did is give the second Joker a green light. Oh yeah, that was terrible. I mean, you know, whatever. I, I'm I'm openly not a fan of Tom Phillips because I just think he made one movie to ma- be a little bit more artistic in a jo- genre and thought he was freaking, you know, Scorsese. Yeah. But the thing is, is that you're trying to make this very big statement of, oh, we're going one universe. We're trying to streamline everything. Here's a spinoff of a movie that was the whole point of it being a one-time thing. Right, and then also saying, oh, that they want to make Todd Phillips pretty much their Kevin Feige or their the guy that the to advise them what to do, the guy who openly said he doesn't really care about comic books, he just wanted to turn comic books into actual cinema, downplaying every other entry in the franchise. Right, it's just such a bizarre. Did you really think this through, or did you just see this guy? turned a movie with a budget of 70 million into yeah. a 1 billion product and thought the guy knew what he was doing and didn't just luck out. 
it's it's very clear that um they're just looking in dollar signs at the yeah. moment um which again like i get they're a business and they they need to but it's like you're saying i don't think that the plan is sustainable <laughs> no. because yeah like the one it worked the one time but if you put someone in charge who doesn't actually care about the product then you're just gonna get a whole like yeah, you might have some hits, but you're probably going to have more misses because they're not going to understand why people want to go watch these characters. I mean, yeah. the reason that Kevin Feige has been so successful, well, like a big part of it, is because he's actually a huge comic book fan. So yeah. he's making projects that are unafraid to just be about those characters and be fun and goofy and, and colorful or, you know, just be comic booky. Uh, and that's why there's so much success. But if you want to put someone like Todd Phillips in charge of DC suddenly you have this like grim dark universe where like i know i know jj feels this way like yeah there's some dark characters and stuff in dc but we need more doom patrols like we need more shazams we need like we need more fun cool comic booky colorful wacky stuff like that coming out of the dc universe and every time it feels like something like that is going to happen they can it so they can make joker too <laughs> and it's annoying <laughs> It's it's also like this this bizarre decision, you know, with Joker too, is that it doesn't really set any precedent. It's a musical sequel, which probably is the only reason that makes the project interesting as a sequel. And you know, there's a report that they're paying pretty much Phillips and Joaquin Phoenix twenty million each, and Lady Gaga gets ten million. So pretty much they get. She's worth so budget. much more than both of them. Well, that's <laughs> <laughs> the dead speak. He throws it out, but it's it's just so bizarre because the production budget for the sequel just skyrocketed to 150 million. And I let's be honest, the big selling point of the first movie was kind of for the wrong reasons in some ways, and it's also just the bizarre controversy. Of it, it was all controversy. It, it was all controversy. But now you're making a sequel that just where you're like, okay what does this do for you outside of potentially giving you a good profit margin? And Todd Phillips gets to pat himself on the back and call himself an Artur again for another year. Yeah. It's a, it was a good move getting Lady Gaga strictly because now you're going to have like an entire fan base yeah. paying to go see it just for Lady Gaga. Um, but yeah, like what happens if Joker two, like totally hypothetically, what happens if Joker two doesn't do well? And yeah. for like, that was the movie they put all their bet on. Like, yeah, what happens? Like, do they have to change their entire game plan again because they realize they made a terrible mistake? <laughs> yeah. And and are they just going to be, you know, moving forward with the Batman? Are you going to go, oh, we're still making the Batman, but we need to make an extra Batman movie? Because they did say their big three DC franchises are Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. Yeah, the Trinity. Which is also so bizarre because, you know, DC has such a plethora on great characters. Oh, yeah. And, and let's be honest, Marvel's success wasn't because they threw out X-Men and Spider-Man. It was because they built around B-list, C-list characters in the public eye and built a franchise around them. And right now are continuing to build that franchise upon smaller, less known and, characters. And I mean, that's I think that's why shows like Peacemaker are so great, because it, it's cool to see like a d-list comic book character yeah. c-list like you know a character that really i don't think many people knew existed before john cena played him um 
it's cool to see them get projects because you can like they're so crazy and you can do so much with it but all that aside for me you have these big three heroes and you're not even really like do aside from batman and his whole universe like you're not making superman stuff you're not really making like they haven't announced i know that they said they're working on wonder woman 3 but like it's not like there's a ton of wonder woman stuff coming out right now and you know even aside from like the c and d list characters you have all of these like cool members of the justice league that are just getting squat right now and like that do you know like do you know how bad i wanted to see that green lantern show yeah (laughs) green lantern is so cool and you can make a show the green lantern core about like all of them and have your own guardians of the galaxy style like sub franchise within the bigger franchise uh that with a million different doors to a million different things uh and they're just not doing it yeah. Because they want to make Joker too. <laughs> like, just give me like do Green Lantern right. Get a get Green Lantern right, and then make a bunch of projects about your crazy side characters and build this really cool, awesome DC universe. Yeah, I don't know. And I, I then you know then we're finding out they had a plan for Crisis on Infinite Earths, which I oh, feel yeah. like would have been how they tried to like that was maybe Walter Hamada's plan to tie everything together. Is is my theory? Um, Mm-hmm. it's it's yeah. actually genius that idea well mm-hmm. it's it's what marvel is doing right now yeah <laughs> with secret wars because see i mean 2015 secret wars is a, it is a crisis ripoff in like a sense it's yeah. it's a very similar concept um and it's exactly what they're doing right now and i part of me wonders if that's why they abandoned it because they were like well marvel's just gonna do it and then we want to be different from them or the same again i don't really know what their business plan is but but yeah, that would have been interesting. I mean, the thing is, is that with, with Crisis on Infinite Earths, it's the definite crossover event in any DC comic. Um, and it's too early to do anything like newer projects like Dark Metal or stuff like that. But the problem or, uh, the problem is, is that that plan, I think Zaslav wanted to go there to just get everything behind him. Because the guy, uh, not Zaslav, the uh, Hamada. Because Hamada, let's be honest, he took over DC after the Justice League debacle and got screwed left and right <laughs> in every possible way. Yeah, I don't know enough about that scenario to, I think, confidently comment on it. But I would love, I would love to hear how this like all ties together. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, I feel like that his plan was to go to that so he can just reboot it all and leave it all behind him. Just be like, oh, this is a new universe. We can do new characters, new actors, and just never, never hear about it again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't don't know. Uh, JJ, I'm curious. I really would like to hear your thoughts on, like, what do you think this future plan is for DC? Or at the very least, like, what do you think it should be? I mean, uh, they need to, I think they need to, you know, focus on their world building, which is somewhere I think they've always really struggled in. Um, obviously, uh, I have a definite way I would start things, uh, but I don't think Zaz would go for it just because he wants to focus on the main three, obviously, and I'm just a asshole on the internet. So, I, I just we think, all are. 
Mm-hmm. He, yeah, he, they, they say they want to find a Feige, but I just don't know if they're going to find one, what they're looking for. And I just, I think someone relatively familiar with the with the source material would work, but surround that person with like a council. I, I, I talked about this before in a piece I did uh, with like a council of like creatives, like comic book writers and people who have worked on other projects, like Bruce Tim and uh, Gail Simone and who was it? A few, a few folks that I thought we worked really good. Paul Dini, because they did it. They already built a, a universe, and it was stellar. You know what I mean? So, yeah. It just the one mistake I think they did make, obviously, was canceling New Gods was a sign that oh, there's really no world building plan here, because uh, the fourth yeah. world is really important to DC, and I think that was a really big mistake, and it had a lot of passion behind it in the project. Uh, it had Tom King and Ava DuVernay working on it, which was pretty solid. Yeah. So, mm. and I think um, if I was if I was starting this, I'd start with the JSA. But it's not me. How do you feel though that there's now reports that Greg Berlatani is who they're looking at as a potential person to take? Um, away? I'm I'm I was fine with him being a part of the council. I listed him as part of like the the creative council. I could work with uh, mm. the the uh, the guy, the new head of DC they put in charge. But honestly, I think Hamada will end up staying because the new the new WB film heads like him. Yeah. So, uh, but also they they highlighted that if Berlanti took the job, he would get a massive pay cut. So I don't know if he'd go for that. Yeah, I mean he he's the one who just he created the Arrowverse, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was one of them, yeah. So I mean he's done it before too, but like you said, the the, the pay cut might not be. I th- I think getting paid to create a live action DC universe once <laughs> in in the lifetime is maybe enough for somebody. The, <laughs> the only oh, what was it? Oh, I just forgot. I just lost my train of thought. Oh no, I was gonna say almost every single DC TV show out right now is his his production, even if it's not Arrowverse or right. CW. He's working on it. It's crazy. His umbrella is insane. But he might lose makes, he might, that um, umbrella's kind of closing that, rapidly. There's a sense that yes, he could technically build us another universe and everything. And the the problem is that it just it's more of the same, which just reflects this you know, attempt, because they're not even, you know, they're going to Greg Bellanti. I keep saying Bellatani. I keep saying his name wrong. But, you know, there's also Mark Guggenheim, Andrew Kreisberg, Jeff Johns. Uh, There's so many people involved in creating that, where it comes back to, you know, your idea, John, that there should be like a council and having a good mix of people from TV side, movie side, and uh, comic side could create something really interesting there's only one big issue that this project is facing is that unlike with Marvel, Kevin Feige pretty much has to report to no one. He only has to report to Disney plus uh, to say, Hey, we got the show. This is coming out. And this is when it's coming out. And the thing is, is that in the case of whoever has to take over DC, they have to fight their way with the HBO guys who are their own departments. And with the Warner brothers TV division, as well as the Warner Brothers film division. So that's an uphill battle for any one executive to do for an entire franchise. If they want to make one universe connected through multiple media. 
Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I... I don't know. I mean, at, at the end of the day, what... I just, I just want to see cool projects getting actually released. Yeah. Um, I like, I, I honestly, I know it sounds silly, but I think it's a shame. Like the wonder twins got canceled. Like, yeah, that would be sick. I thought that would have been really fun. Right. Like that, like they should be making more movies like the wonder twins, uh, you know, blue beetles, not officially canceled. And I know that like, there's, I don't know what's going on there, but like that, you know, had with proper execution like a blue beetle movie is such a great idea um yeah just just more stuff like that and you know they apparently have it out for uh brendan fraser because if doom patrol gets canceled then they've taken away two of his <laughs> like, yeah. comeback mm-hmm. projects um but yeah titans can go that that's i'm okay titans with titans i i just have a feeling that uh, a lot of things aren't gonna like. Obviously, I I do. Thing is with Titans, it's shocking because of how popular it is. No matter no matter how shit right. it is, you know, I it does crazy streaming numbers. It's like when it comes out, it's streaming. It's like one of the highest in demand streaming series, and it kills on Netflix internationally. Yeah. So, I don't know. It. I, I'm I just, glad I, that. I'm glad that Harley Quinn. I'm glad that Harley Quinn seems to be safe. Um, Yeah, because that show is also really, really great and different and and fun. Mm -hmm. So, I didn't think it'd be as like I never would have thought that Harley Quinn was bigger than Titans, considering just how big Titans was from a viewer standpoint. So that surprised me actually. I feel like my thought is usually studios are really quick to get rid of their animated projects. Yeah. Um, so that's why I, as soon as all this happened, I just sort of assumed that we were now on the last season of Harley Quinn. <laughs> Cause mm-hmm. I, I never in a million years thought that they would, you know, get rid of Titans, but keep their animated, their R rated niche animated show on HBO max, which yeah. we don't know you know, the future of that is all like folding into discovery plus and yada, yada, yada. So that, that was a huge surprise to me uh, that of all of the TV shows they have right now, that Harley Quinn was the one <laughs> they were like, yeah, this one will probably stay. Um, but, but I think that's great. I wonder if I, uh, the uh, spinoff is alive still though. Oh, Ooh. that's a good point. I forgot about that. Oh Kite man. Oh, I, man. I have a feeling Young Justice is going to die again. Just a re- I kind of hope it Probably. does because the end of the last season teased Heroes in Crisis and nobody wants to see an adaption of that. Yeah. No, nope. I, I think Young Justice is on its last legs. I don't... You know, to be honest, as, as much as I was a fan of the first two seasons, I don't know anyone talking about it since it kind of... I was just going to say, I don't... I haven't heard any hype for that since it... Like, when it first came back, I remember everyone being really excited, but... I couldn't even tell you what season it's on right now because I feel like no one no one is talking about it that I'm seeing. It, yeah, it's it's kind of I think I saw a lot of criticism for the HBO Max season, and that was pretty much all I knew about. Yeah, what I heard when it first came back, it was bad. It it was just so. I don't know. The time jumps are killing them, honestly. Yeah. But it makes me nervous because it's the same 
uh, it's it's Greg Wiseman who also did like Spectacular Spider-Man, um, and Gargoyles and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I know that there's no way Spectacular Spider-Man ever comes back. But it almost makes me be like, maybe we just keep the two seasons because if it comes back, I don't need any shenanigans screwing it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's kind of the challenge, though, is like, if will we see legacy shows and stuff like that? I don't think I think the Netflix era of the show revival has kind of lost its spark in many ways, because just the amount of shows that managed to pull it off have gone down. It just seems like no one's willing to invest it anymore. If only it's like the biggest show ever. Right. I mean, I feel like we're we're more into like spinoffs and and prequels now than than anything else um but i mean yeah i don't i don't know this it's just the future the future of everything is so in flux i feel like it's so hard to be i it's crazy to think that like a week ago or whenever all of this started the day before that um my answers to how I think that things would play out or like be made or what would and wouldn't happen are so different than they are now. Yeah. <laughs> like now I'm like, I don't know, man, anything is possible. We live in a, a we live in a, a society that uh, produces things and doesn't produce things at will. So who knows? It, that's the weird thing. It's, 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 it feels, I mean, streaming in general, I, I, I still don't believe in the streaming bubble. Like many people are talking about. We're just, pretty much at the point where they need to make a money and netflix just dragged it out too much that now that netflix has kind of stumbled that everyone else is panicking it's it's every every business is reactionary to be fair but we're now at this era where like with hbo max the whole concept of hbo max is what endangers a lot of projects because it seems like they're trying to move every scripted show to hbo but hbo is way more limited in what it offers Right. Yeah. Actually, let's let's talk about that for a second yeah. because that's another thing where uh, you know Warner Brothers Discovery had that earnings call and they sort of outlined a general plan uh, for this new streaming service that's going to combine HBO Max and Discovery Plus, um, and it was very silly of them to make it like gender based uh, and do <laughs> that whole thing that they did. But on top, on top of that, I just I feel like even the outline they gave was still raised more questions than answers for me. It's how, how do you feel about it, John? <clears throat> Here's the thing: they say, I mean, <laughs> this new streaming service. I mean, there's there's word it won't have any original scripted content, but they also also seem to get might. I'm not sure. The thing is, is that there's a whole slew of DC live action uh, series in the works that over the past few days have been confirmed to still be in the works. So the question is, where are these shows going to go? Yeah. Like they apparently all of a sudden, ever since uh, Warner Brothers, you know, uh, raised an eyebrow to J.J. Abrams. Oh, everything is moving fast, moving quick, which is, you know, shocking. Uh, I, I, I think there's a team show, man. Yeah, Constantine, you know, all of a sudden, you know, there's more movement on Madame X. Uh, no word on uh, – there's, there's only rumors right now that uh, Dua Lipa is in contentions for either the role of Madame X or Zatanna. Uh, but who knows at this point. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, 
but uh, <laughs> the shows like a show like a Pe- like the Penguin or uh, Arkham, I think, would fit on HBO. Uh, Peacemaker would fit on HBO, but there's only so many you can send yeah. to HBO. And I think the biggest like red flag here is like you're making all the you claim Black Canary still in the works. I mean, you claim the shows are still in the works, but in under a year now, those projects aren't going to have a home. Right. Yeah, so that's, that's why that's I believe something. it when I see it. Exactly. Exactly. And like, where else are you going to put them? Because you've cut scripted content on most most of your other uh, uh, stations. Which what are you doing? Zaslav, you went and bought one of the biggest, you know, scripted uh, content producing uh, studios, and you cut scripted because you want to focus on movies. Yeah. The thing they're I mean, most well known has for. Some of the, like the biggest shows of all time. What are you doing? It, it just feels like so. a uh, he he purchased something he just has no clue about. Yeah. And is pretty much it's it's not a merger. It's 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 as if this is a discovery acquisition. That's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and just like gut the, it and the sell whole, it for parts, dude. Come on. To be honest, it would probably if they sold DC. Let's so I saw a lot of people make the statement, but if they sell DC to Sony, so Sony can just do their thing, and Sony just gives back the rights to Spider Man. Even with Sony's track record, we're probably better off. <laughs> no, if like, if anybody buys DC, I think it's going to be a, a big battle between Apple and Amazon. In a hypothetical that's a fair situation, point, which yeah. DC gets sold, Apple is like looking for their franchise, and DC could be it. Especially because Apple now got its hands on the Godzilla series. Yeah, so which apparently uh, still. Hmm? No, I, I had heard, like, I saw someone sp- talking about how uh, Warner Brothers was no longer licensing the the rights from Legendary or something. And I heard saw something about Dune, too, but I can't imagine they'd give up Dune. So, Yeah, there's a lot of Dune stuff in the works right now. I yeah. wonder what's going on with that. That, that Dune, that yeah. Sisterhood show is not happening. No, that's dead. Yeah, it's, it's not happening. Dead, which is a shame, I think it could have been really cool. I mean, Dune was a surprise hit last year. And there's, Honestly, there's something about I don't people, think it's going to age know. well. It was kind of boring. I, I, also, I, I actually really I'm sure the book is also kind of boring. <laughs> <laughs> so to be, like, to be completely fair so about... Sick. Go on. To be, to be completely fair to Dune, um, that book is also really long. And the yeah. first half of that book is also like mostly kind of boring uh, because it's all setting up the second half of the book, which is not boring uh, and is very cool. And that's what the second movie is going to be. They just took, they took the boring half of the book and made it the first movie, which I appreciate in the sense that now we get the entire story. Yeah. Um, I do wish there was like one scene in the first half of the book that is maybe one of my favorites in the entire book. And it was the one like major moment that they ended up cutting from the movie. And that, that uh, did make me really sad. I know which scene you mean. The dinner party. Yeah. I love the dinner party scene. Uh, it's, I hope, I hope we get some sort of like extended version of that someday, like Lord of the Rings style, which I, again, now may never happen. Um, but anyway, with, with the whole streaming service thing, um, yeah, cutting scripted shows is like a, is a massive mistake in my, my opinion. Uh, but I, again, like I'm still, it, it's just, 
it baffles me that they're letting rumors sort of take over. Like, it's just a bunch of people online being like, well, I hear that they're cutting scripted shows, or like, I hear that this might be the case, and it's probably all true, but I really wish they would just come out and say, this is exactly what we're doing, so we would at least know. Yeah. It, that's kind of the thing about Whatever it Whatever there's love, it's not talking all, about things. Yeah, it's it's all just, you know, third-party quotes, statements from insiders, and it's like they had the chance to just straight up go, all right, this is what we're doing, this is our strategy, but they kind of probably saw the backlash and like, mm, let's just not say anything. They'll figure it out anyway at one point. And it just makes you go, what's the point then? Do you have a strategy or not? Because it just made them look worse. They just look like another company that has no idea what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, especially look on the the Ezra Miller front. Uh, oh, yeah. It's just a complete, absolute disaster. And I, I just... Being PR at Warner Brothers must just be. I I, I imagine uh, Ashley from the Boys. Uh, every time uh, a new Ezra Miller story breaks, and by the end of like the the film's press, uh, circuit, her hair is just gone. Whoever's working on it. Yeah. <laughs> just like every time. Um... Yeah, and it's just they're not addressing this. And yesterday we saw like they have three options: can the movie no Ezra in press, or let Ezra do press by or not they want to let them uh address their actions and controversies in a in a sit down interview and someone was talking about the scene from uh uh what is it called what is that show it's 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 on adult swim a smiling friends the mr frog scene oh yeah oh yeah. jimmy fallon and i i was laughing so hard in my car last night when i saw that that's pretty good. It's, it's obviously yeah. going to be a complete disaster if people are going to meme the hell out of it. So, your move, David Zaslav. <laughs> Got our eyes on you. <laughs> it's just, it's just every time something pops up. You know, now that we're talking about the Ezra Miller situation, we've heard, <laughs> we've heard pretty much that right now they're weighing up three options. He comes out publicly and apologizes. He is not involved in any of the press tour or they scrap the film entirely. Um, there are rumors that there have been shouting matches in behind closed doors and whatever, you know, is happening with this scenario. Um, what do you, you know, let's start with you, John. What do you think is their best option? And just, just um, from everything that's been happening. Yeah, release the film. Um, I think they should release, release the, the film, film, and I think uh, no. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like uh, if Warner Brothers is in is in the know of what's going on with Ezra, uh, I think Ezra and Warner Brothers should address the situation because uh, it's insane. Uh, you know what's going on, so. Uh, I find it shocking that they supposedly filmed like reshoots with with them over mm -hmm. the summer. <laughs> that is yeah, insane. Just, just he up, he though, just for, is uh, being, huh? Uh, Ezra's sorry, John. 
just just so as we talk about it because it, it, it slips for yeah. me too sometimes it, it does but slip, yeah, yeah. Uh, they said in may ezra uh, you know did additional filming but they also apparently at the same time went to a house and stole a bunch of liquor so yeah i i'm not sh- i'm not sure I I think it's funny that no one can can find them supposedly, but now I'm like, have we tried just asking Warner Brothers? <laughs> like, just like they in know? the basement on a blow up mattress. Like, apparently, they know how to get in contact with them. So, like, have we tried asking Warner Brothers where they are? <laughs> <laughs> they, have we checked the door? Like Ezra Miller's not trailer. in here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please, please do not enter. <laughs> just Jedi mind tricking people. Is hey, is are they in there? Is like no, the person you're looking for is not here. The the police arrive at at the set for reshoots, and they're like, "Uh, can we talk to like who's in there? Who's filming?" And the studio's like, "Not Ezra Miller for sure. <laughs> definitely <laughs> not that. Definitely not them." <laughs> ah, don't worry uh we're just we're just doing a sequence with uh alan birdie a new character <gasps> completely new <laughs> and they're like is that is that ezra miller and they're like no that's their doppelganger from another timeline actually it, it's not i don't know how the laws work mesra iller <laughs> just the name the fake name gets worse and worse with each attempt yeah. <laughs> i don't know if anyone watches it's always sunny but then i just pictured charlie day popping up talking about his proficiency in bird law and he's like they should <laughs> it's i do think the thing from is... here obviously they have time and uh, who knows what those reshirts in May were for, but I mean, as of right now, it's the movie screened again, like a week or two ago, maybe three weeks and the, the, none of it's changed. It's all been the same, but apparently the movie's testing really, really well, like 80 to 90s mm-hmm. range. Oh, wow. That's not, so, that's very uh, seldom. Yeah. And so I, they have time right now. And I think obviously the best course of action which would be to reshoot your ending. You don't even need Ezra on set. Reshoot the ending. Yeah. Just, just, hey, Barry comes back. Boom. Another actor is the Flash. Do, or do one better. What was the Flash? Who was the Flash for many people for many years before the, the CW show? I was gonna, was? Yeah, I was going to say. John Wesley. Yeah. Barry comes back. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if he's in the movie. John? That'd be cool. Um. Oh, no. Can you hear me? We lost it. We lost you. <laughs> Can you hear me now? Yep. Yeah. Okay. No, like what Joe was saying, um, have Barry come back to the timeline, but as like the, it opens back up to the timeline, Barry's gone. And all we find yep. is uh, Wally West, who's now the Flash. And then I you can explore all that in a sequel. Boom, you set up your sequel. Yep. Uh, Wally finds Barry. Boom, it's another actor who's Barry. Boom. Look at you go. I just cleaned up your mess for you for free, Warner oh, Brothers. I give you I give you legal rights to use that. <laughs> so 
they just clean up the act, find a way. But like we also have the mess that they're reshooting uh sequences for Aquaman to replace Michael Keaton with um mm-hmm. good old Ben Affleck. So that's back. He's surprisingly yeah. back again. Are they gonna try to keep him? Are they not? <laughs> they offered him a ten dollar gift card to Duncan. <laughs> Duncan, the one that Duncan, is with you on your worst times and your best times. <laughs> The new Barry Allen is a a Duncan rapper. <laughs> you just, I just, I would love if we get one sequence of Ben Affleck as Batman in the Batcave, and he's just chowing down on freaking Dunkin' Donuts. I respect the crap out of like no matter how that man's life is going, Duncan is there for him. Yeah, and he's not afraid to show it. And I really, I really appreciate that brand loyalty. I, hey, if I had a Dunkin' Donuts near me, I'd, I'd be the same. But I just wouldn't look like him, which makes me sad. <laughs> I just There's got one never been a better before. <laughs> There's never been a, be- a better before and after photo than the two Ben Affleck Dunkin' Donuts. It's the definition of, of the, the, the glow up. Like, someone should make that like an advertisement. Like, this could be you. <laughs> just like sappy music, all sad. Even in your hardest times, Duncan is there for you. Duncan on your emotions. If you cry into a Duncan rapper enough, eventually you'll marry (laughs) J-Lo. Everything's coming up, Duncan. (laughs) That's the the only step. (laughs) Everything's coming up, Duncan. Look at you go. Duncan Donuts, we do accept sponsors. Thank you very much. (laughs) He should. I mean, Ben and Duncan should really hop on this. Like, they should. They should, They could make a lot of money from these two. Like, oh, they definitely photos. could have like collabed with Duncan for Flash. But I oh, don't think sure. any company's mm-hmm. gonna touch the Flash movie with promotions with a ten foot pole. So yeah, that's a cursed project now. But you know, we probably will see it um, instead of Batgirl. So. <laughs> 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 the, the exasperation uh, just you, you you had to say it you had to go in there and poke it Boop. well that's how we started this whole thing it felt like a good <laughs> it felt like a good full circle moment <laughs> <laughs> we're back to the beginning everything's shit again damn it where are you duncan <laughs> i know <laughs> someone needs to make the car we're someone needs to make it i'm flying over <laughs> A picture of Batgirl crying into a Duncan rapper, and then maybe in a couple years, <laughs> oh, that would be so mean. We'll see the movie. <laughs> it's an exclusive Duncan screening at your Duncan oh. theaters near you. Affleck pulled some strings. <laughs> the Affleck Theater of Duncan. <laughs> the, the Ben Affleck uh, Duncan Theater is like the new. It's like the a grand opening in Boston. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to feel bad. We're just we're just dunking on this guy. Hey oh, we get we get Matt Damon to come and like cut the ribbon. <laughs> just the usual gang is together. He's in his There's Loki only, costume. It's the <laughs> it's the only it's the only two handprints in the the concrete out front are Matt Damon and, and Ben Affleck. <laughs> just together again. Together uh, again, and they they make a rule that there can't be any other hand. It has to be just those two. <laughs> 
Zaslav shows up, not allowed in. Sorry. Not, not allowed in. Well, I don't know, because, well, it depends how Ben feels about being apparently maybe supposedly back as Batman for for Aquaman and, and whatnot. True, true. <laughs> because we're uh, uh, talking about, you know, projects being back, we had, we, we, we didn't talk about two projects, because we talked about The Flash, and in a surprising, because they're saying, Flash is doing really well at test screenings. It's seemingly people are excited for it. And for some reason, they don't want to move forward with a Supergirl spinoff. And even the Static Shock film yeah. is supposedly really wonky right now. She's uh, she's like really good in, the, in what I've heard from test screenings. People really liked her. Uh, I know people really, really liked Keaton in the screenings. Like a lot of his moments got some pretty big cheers during test screenings. It's a nostalgia moment we waited for. But this goes back mm-hmm. to what we were saying earlier where, you know, they claim they want to do all this stuff with their big three. Yeah. But it's like you you literally have Superman and you're just not doing yeah. anything. And not even doing anything with the concept. Like, you had a Supergirl movie in development, which I was really pumped with. Yeah. Um, you know, you supposedly had that Michael B. Jordan project in development. Super pumped for that. Like, both of those could have been really, really cool, like, new takes on the Superman mythos. Uh, and now, who knows if we see either of them. And I don't know. It's, like, it's hard for me to take claims of, well, we want to make projects based around the big three seriously when really you're just pumping out Batman uh, yeah. content. And, like, and that's fine because Batman's great and people want to go see his world and, you know, like, the Batman was really cool and I want to see more of that. But... Like make like you literally have Superman. I don't know how to make that any any clearer. Like the most famous superhero to ever exist. Plus, Supergirl would be the perfect segue to bring Superman back into the fold because we haven't had a Superman project in 2013 in cinemas. Man of Steel and you know Batman versus Batman versus Superman is kind of a a it's a dual project, but a single Superman focused story was Man of Steel in 2013. And if you want to introduce him back, if you want to have some jumping off point from your multiverse story in The Flash, why not use Supergirl to introduce him again? If it's Henry Cavill, if it's someone else, it's the best way to just jump on that instantly. Yeah, I mean, they've made one Superman movie in the time that a bunch of like C-list Marvel characters have had entire franchises come and go. Yeah. Like... It's it's insane. We've had two Superman movies since the nineties. It's crazy. We ha- we're ha- we're going to have more Ant Man movies, like that. Yes. That is mm-hmm. a weird reality. <laughs> we have more Guardians of the Galaxy movies. <laughs> Guardians of the um, Galaxy think... right now are a better sell than Superman. That's insane. They should recast Superman. That's that's my take at this point. Uh, just need to yeah, they should. And move on. It's time to yeah. give up. Henry Cavill's way too busy. Either way, move on. Um, and that's yeah. that's my thing. Is like if you're gonna do, Bring if back you Brandon want Routh. Superman, just do it. Yeah, he's great. Mm-hmm. Just do it. People like Don't, Brandon Routh. Like I feel like they just keep tapping their toes, and they yeah. could just just recast. If you're gonna recast, just recast and make a Superman movie and mm-hmm. get on with it, and we'll all forgive you and watch it eventually anyway. So just do it. <laughs> Especially if we're bringing in a new Batman in anyway. Why why not use that as your jumping off point? 
Mm-hmm. Right. Even keep Tyler Hoechlin around. Yeah. So. It's, it's just that that's the baffling thing about it is that you know they don't have a plan. They're just, they have a plan to have a plan. That's where they are. And I also think that Michael B. Jordan Superman is like a potential gold mine that they're going to squander too. Just, just throwing that out there. I, I think they probably canceled that project. I think they did too. Yeah, and I think honestly, that was a huge mistake. Uh, I don't know. I just, I think he would have been like, well, he was working on Static. Static Shock is another movie they need to get going. Static Shock, a lot of people grew yeah. up with, and he is a very, very popular character. His movie would, would do numbers. People love Static Shock. Yeah. So yeah. that'd be a that'd be a really big Static mistake if they canceled that. Static Shock could probably be like their Spider Man if they really wanted. Oh yeah. Yeah. So could Blue Beetle. Yeah, that's true. Which they is have, another project have... that more and more rumors are coming. Oh well. Worrying. <laughs> <laughs> It's also things sad. Are, things are, it's things all, are grim. Things, things are, are grim. things are dark. So it's ay, ay, ay. I mean, we can we can technically talk about it because there are rumors out there right now. Is that supposedly they kind of had to wrap up filming a little faster than expected um, due to some uh, incidences, and it just that part I don't think exact. I mean, what really got out there is that on set. Uh, where they were filming, they got caught in a, uh, a gang conflict. Conflict. Yeah. So, um, basically, you know, set was obviously very unsafe, and there was gunfire. Um, I don't. Nobody got hurt, Jesus. and it's shocking that none of this, none of this got out. Like there was no stories about it. You know, you feel like TMZ or someone would be all over this. They would have you know, news on it, or you feel like. Uh, those involved in production would have to like alert like you know the unions like you know right like i'm not like yeah. it's something you would tell your union about right like oh my god this, the conditions here are not safe we we need to bounce when you know uh you know they did spoiler alert um yeah things things did not go well for uh blue beetle in puerto rico film, for filming and it's insane because it's such a project with so much potential. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's weird how it's just really good. Mm. <sighs> and again, that's another scenario of like, I'm, I'm forgetting the actor's name who was supposed to play Blue Beetle. Um, but, you know, like, I feel like he deserves that shot. <laughs> <laughs> to be yeah. Blue Beetle and like have that moment and like he could have become this big star Blue Beetle like you said like could have been as big as you know could have been like the, the Spider-Man for that universe like it could have been this huge thing and it has so much potential and it's so sad to see like all of this playing out and just like tearing that away it, it just always mm-hmm. feels like if one thing goes wrong it just kind of goes from there in a way and it's just kind of been one thing after another and just with generally whatever Zaslav is doing it just it just feels like you don't know if anything has a chance is you know is wonder woman 3 really gonna happen or are they gonna just kind of try to do something different because of the reception of the sequel it's it's kind uh, of uh 
Honestly, I don't know what they do with because I feel like Wonder Woman gal. She's been doing this for almost ten years, and like ten years soon. So, and she's she's been in what Wonder Woman one, Wonder Woman two, BVS, Justice League. Wow, yeah, she's got some pretty big. Uh, no, not pretty big, but you know, I just think if we're moving forward with a new tri- Trinity with like a new Batman Superman, I think they should just go ahead and cut their losses Wonder Woman two. Yeah, just just do a new thing. It's it's just and it's more complicated whatever they're doing if they're not going to go the infinite crisis yeah. route. And Gal is a much bigger star than her. Henry Cavill, their their careers boomed, skyrocketed yeah. after Batman and Wonder Woman. I mean, they're both so busy. Um, they I don't think either of them are going to have the time. So I think they should really buckle down and find make sure trinity they find a new trinity yeah yeah well and that's the thing is like if they're gonna do the hard reboot i want them to just come out and say we're doing a hard reboot and then just do it yeah Mm -hmm. but then again like there's something they're they're keeping from the dceu that'll make the hard reboot difficult yeah yeah like it's it's one or the other and it feels like they're dancing around all of this until they can find a way to like get the best of both worlds and the best of both worlds probably would have been the the crisis adaptation where you can sort of like patchwork things together but like jj just brought up a whole bunch of really good points and now it's like maybe just maybe just not like if you're not going to do that just do the hard reboot that seems to Mm -hmm. be the answer (laughs) to be honest the best option if they do go on go on sorry in, in my opinion, the best way to do this is if they would kind of cut their losses, reboot the franchise, and come to a crisis event, and then reintroduce the older actors to kind of use that legacy element to their advantage. Because right now, they're just they're just dragging it out with no clear plan, setting up things they'll never really solve. But if they can like build this universe, they can always bring them back in a multiverse storyline and just go hey, we need your help or this new generation passing the torch, whatever, than just going, oh, they're still here, but not everyone. Maybe kind of, sort of, whatever. What did you want yes. to say, Jay? Um, Well, currently, uh, all of James Gunn's upcoming projects, you know, uh, he has said a save. Reports have said that executives have uh, reassured him that his projects are safe, which would mean his corner of the DCU would still be alive, which I feel is a good thing because he's done some good shit. You know what I mean? For the two projects he's done. And I think canning him now as he's just getting going and building what looks to be a multi-arc story with these characters would be really dumb. And I think they should just find a way to work him in. There's a lot of like potential on the TV side of things and serious side of things that could really be um, uh, could really be um, benefit from uh, finding a new home in uh, the yeah. DCEU. Like the cast of Stargirl, they could fit in the DCEU. Uh, there's some, you know, there's some Titans at the Doom Patrol. Just you know, fold them in, fold things in. Yeah. Don't just keep so, that's... creating spinoffs that are their own universe. Because <laughs> if you look. If you if you look at the members, I mean, uh, the members not used on Stargirl and the members not used in Black Adam are the ones, you know. You could have a whole JSA with them. Yeah. Which, you know, you'd be, you'd isn't be Black dumb, Adam... You 
isn't Black Adam technically setting up a JSA as well? Yeah, and they want that they're like... yeah. yeah, basically, I mean, if it does good, but who knows with Warner Brothers Discovery? But then again, I'd be if I'm David Zaslav and I'm if I'm cutting the cord with with The Rock. Uh, I can't imagine he has a job there that much longer. I mean, come on. How are you going to, how are you going to, you know, love, <laughs> love, love him or hate him? With the rock. He's, exactly, he's a rock. Exactly. What are you cutting? Nothing. Exactly. Love him or hate the rock with what he's done. He is one of the biggest entertainers in the world. Possibly one of the biggest, yeah. the, the biggest celebrity the ever. Exactly. No, literally he is. It's insane. His reach. And if you're going to cut the cord with him, it's just, it seems like a dumb move. He'd probably buy the rights to Black Adam and just make his own franchise. Making that happen for so long now. Like it, it would be so crazy to just not <laughs> just yeah. not. I just saw that trailer for the, the first time in a theater the other day. Um and that was really fun. Uh the Comic Con one was really good. I don't imagine I don't imagine them kicking the rock to the curb. I think that if they Warner Brothers kicking the rock to the curb uh, would be, I think, the biggest doomsday sign. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude. That would be like, there's no, there's, I don't know what you're doing at that point. It, like, the thing is, is that I, I find the irony of him, you know, them already mapping out franchises for every character that's going to be in that movie after everyone said, oh, it's going to be a small, more, you know, more secluded story, not like Marvel and stuff like that. But you know, it's very much a a setup film, and I hope it I hope it works out. I still am furious that SDCC didn't have fucking, they didn't just have Black Adam face off against Shazam on the screen when both are on the same freaking stage. <laughs> but it just it's just like you know you have Shazam. Are you gonna have the Black Adam Shazam crossover? Are you going to do Black Adam as this jumping off point for every other project? It just it, it the thing is is that they can use this as that jumping board they need. They can be like this is part of the multiverse that is after the flash. But then, you know, they're backtracking as well. And at this point, you just don't know, are they going to like make this one movie and then fumble it right after? Are they gonna try to build upon it? Everything is just a big question mark. If you if you if you look at it, the most stable corner of the DCEU is the one that currently uh, has um, the Suicide Squad and Black Adam, because those stories are yeah. somewhat going connected, or at least going to be connected. Like that, there's 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 some there's some you know strings attached, and you know that that would lead and, from from the Suicide Squad corner to the Black Adam corner to the to the uh, Shazam corner. So there's yeah. some sort of connections there that i think would be really you know potential that you could be wasting if you don't move ahead with it that that corner of of the dc universe is safe because the hierarchy of power is already changed mm -hmm. so zaslav has yeah. no control there yeah um but no i do i do like that <laughs> they seem to be doing the like the sony venom spider-man route for black adam and shazam where like it feels mm -hmm. like they should just be movies together already but instead they're like giving black adam a whole franchise of his own and then teasing like yep and then shazam 3 will be about black adam <laughs> and like slowly building to it but like never actually officially announcing it and then you know even pulling the whole like 
look, we put Venom in the, we put Spider-Man in the Venom post-credits, and then he's not in the movie, and then in the Spider-Man post-credits, they're like, look, we took Venom away from Spider-Man again. (laughs) No Way Home's Venom (laughs) post-credit sequence is the funniest fuck you. It's the funniest thing that's ever happened in a comic book movie. It's just, it's the greatest Kevin Feige is, I need something from you guys, now fuck off. (laughs) Just an absolute power, it's a display of dominance. Absolutely. so funny. But that's that's kind of how I feel about like the Black Adam Shazam thing sometimes. Where I'm like, I know they're gonna collide, but I don't I don't see where the path is going yeah. yet. And I, at this point, I'm almost more interested in Black Adam versus the Suicide Squad than I am in him ever actually connecting to Shazam. That'd be sick as hell. <laughs> that was that was the original plan like, for Suicide Squad too. Really? Um, it was oh right right right. Actually, I feel like I heard that. Yeah, when Gavin O'Connor was working on it. Um, so there was multiple plans. Uh, the squad was going to go like uh, break into a Middle Eastern base or something, and either they were going to find one of three things: they were going to find Raven, Supergirl, or Black Adam. And uh, Waller wanted them to like apprehend this and uh, ap- apprehend this subject from them. And it was supposed to be some sort of like you know uh, being of power. So you know there was supposed. To- yeah, that was the original plan. And I think mm-hmm. Deathstroke was involved. I think Killer Frost was involved. And I'm not sure who else was involved. But uh, that storyline seems to have been dissolved. Yeah. I mean, Raven at DCU with Raven. nowhere to go would be kind of like lame. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it's just, it's crazy to me that we're, we're at, at a point where like Shazam and Black Adam are so sort of supposed to have some sort of like coexistence i mean obviously they're connected in how they have their abilities and all that fun stuff uh but yeah i'm so much more interested in the concept of like john cena's peacemaker trying to figure out how he's going to deal with black adam (laughs) i I would love for them to just somehow connect (laughs) instantly and be best friends and that's just the whole second season of him just <laughs> hanging out with Black Nobody. Adam, who just um, keeps killing people, and he's just like, "Am I still a good guy?" Ah, it doesn't matter. It's just having a blast. <laughs> and then you time travel yourself back to the early two thousands and explain to a WWE fan that uh, you are watching a TV show where John Cena and The Rock play Peacemaker and Black Adam, and it's like a buddy cop. <laughs> And then have Dave Bautista, uh, the long-rumored Bane, finally show up in the same show. Everyone's like, what are you talking about? You you go back to your alleyway and curl up. (laughs) I I actually would love just all the... That's DC's solution. Wrestlers. Former or current wrestlers as their DC heroes. (laughs) Where's Triple H? We need Triple H. Some of those rumors Sorry. around Peacemaker were, 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 crazy. like the Bane rumor. Mm. You know, at one that point it may have been real, but it, I don't think it. I don't think it ever made it. I don't think it was ever filmed, and um, I don't think it made it past. Uh, I don't even think it made it past like the first initial drafts. Just saying, mm. with that, there was there was uh, there was seeds there, but. Although, would have been crazy. Would have been nuts. Bane, Batista's 
Bane would have been worth it for like the pre-Bane CGI where they have to make him skinny and then it's like his mm-hmm. head. <laughs> it's Batista's head on a skinny body. Way worse than it did with Chris Evans who has like a like a normal sized head and then Batista's just like this massive human being. <laughs> Fear me! <laughs> yeah. It would have been worth it just for that. Uh, I, I would give him bonus points if he tries to do the voice that we get in the Harlequin show too. Yeah, well, the Harley Quinn show is just Dark Knight Rises Bane, but they make him slightly dumber, which is perfect. It's the, I love that. That was probably the best creative decision they could have ever made with that character. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. I love, I wish, like, that would have been my dream voice acting role. Mm. Would have been doing Bane in the Harley Quinn show because he has some of the best lines and they're so funny. They're so I funny. want the Slurpee. No, I think all the time about, like, this is a very important message, Joshua. Like, I think about that all the time. It okay. lives in my head rent-free. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's just, ah, uh, that was a, one of the things. I'm just like, I can't believe they went with it. And it's just so funny. <laughs> yes. Oh, it is, it is insane. Um, but you know, with everything uncertain, you know, we'll have to make the best of it for now. Yeah. I just, what they need to do is announce a slate and stick to a slate. I don't think DC's ever once actually announced a slate, which is hilarious to be honest. Um, True, actually. They never really... Like, what was... Wasn't it, like, Justice League 1 and 2 was the plan and they never followed through ever? Yeah, it's actually a two-part film, yeah. Yeah, isn't that... It was indeed. Zach, and Zack Snyder's Justice League wasn't the two parts. It was just a really long version of part one, right? Yeah, I they think, never... Yeah. I don't think... The, the two parts never made it to filming. Okay, cool. I knew, I knew that much. I just... Oh. I couldn't remember if, like, Snyder's cut like if the Snyder cut included what was like some stuff that was supposed to be in part two or if they just expanded on part one mm-hmm. I don't so, know you know we have the we have the library the statements and everything that he collected on his idea for the part for his sequel and everything so who knows anymore what the plan was but you know the thing is is that the DC is still being kind of strung by Justice League. It's still strung by fans wanting Snyderverse back. You know, the air cut is still a discussion at this point. And the thing is is that they have some great pieces and they just need to stick to it. They need to get this going or else they're just going to keep repeating the same mistakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I I agree. I just the, the there's no cohesive narrative going on and it's 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 confusing and some of the stuff they have coming out like we've been saying for the last hour i'm excited for like i'm excited to watch black adam i'm excited to see what james gunn has cooking up in peacemaker season two and you know i'm i'm excited for all of that i I hope it's really really good but i just yeah it's a it's a these are strange dark confusing times and i don't know (laughs) how to survive actually because the Snyderverse is getting restored so yeah it's getting restored with dunkin donuts <laughs> yeah it's the dunkin verse oh. now <laughs> the 
<laughs> this entire podcast was worth it for that groan from the, JJ. The D in DC stands for Duncan. <laughs> they're gonna sell. They're gonna and sell. The C stands uh, for coffee. Uh, mother box uh, donuts. Mother box donuts. Yeah, donuts. yeah, the the C stands for coffee, so it's it's Duncan Coffee um, films. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know that's. I think that's a perfect way to wrap up <laughs> the episode. Come, we've come full circle, and I think that this was a really good. I'm glad that I. I would like to think I maintained my status as the best part throughout. <laughs> True, I I think you both were the best part. <laughs> I'm just I'm here glad. to talk. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, well, now that we've established that this was nothing without me, I think that we can probably call it a day. Uh, yep, I think it's it's a perfect time to wrap <laughs> up. Uh, thank you so much, Hunter, for, for hanging out. Um, thank of you, John. Uh, it was a blast. I think it's a levity brought a lot in with whatever chaos is happening right now. But, hey. Everyone, listeners, thank you for sticking with us as well. If you want to stay up to date on anything DC and comic book or pop culture related, be sure to check out murphysmultiverse.com. And hey, you want to chat with us about our thoughts, about the future and everything, you can find us on on many social medias. Uh, Where can they find you, John? At Wild Patrol. And Hunter? At H. Radisi. 14 that is h r a d e s i uh and then the number 14 which is my social on everything and uh please message me don't actually don't dm me um <laughs> he just open it up <laughs> but, me, but uh please at me <laughs> on twitter if you want to chat about things um you know i'm very much online so it'll be it'll be fun <laughs> i love the instant regret there it's like wait 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 wait, wait. <laughs> it's too late we can't cut around that uh please don't dm me but uh yeah at me that'll be great and you can find me on twitter on at that bell t-h-a-t-a-b-e-r-l thank you so much for hanging out with us and dunkin donuts if you're listening we accept sponsorships until next time and donuts, <laughs> and donuts. we accept donuts we need fuel yeah. for recordings <laughs> i actually just accept free food and, and drink so it, that works too it's a good way to live isn't it it is <laughs> uh thank you thank you so much you two for hanging out again and hey let's see if it happens again until then <laughs>